This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today we have as our guest, Linda McDougall. She is the author of The Spirit Method of Massage for Seniors, Raising the Bar. Linda, are you there? Yes, I am. Wonderful. I'm so glad you could, you could uh, meet up with us today. Um, I'm looking at your book, the information about it. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting to me because I am a senior. As am I. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that uh, the, uh, you're raising the bar, I, I'm all for that. And I'm, also, <laughs> I'm interested, too, in your, your six-part system of massage for seniors. Can you elaborate on that? I can. I, I, I learned how to write books quickly through a system that I was actually taught twice at two different times through two different teachers over the years. Um, and that is to find a word, usually six to seven letters, and have those as your chapter letters for titles. So S is for seniors, spirit is the word, and S is for seniors, and that's because I found that a lot of people didn't really understand us to begin with who were working with us. I mean, they're, they're usually young or younger, obviously, and therefore mm -hmm. they don't have the life experience or the understanding that comes with age. Right. So I wanted to give them a picture of us. Uh, uh, with broad strokes. And then P is for physical issues and pathologies. And of course, we're loaded with them by the time we get to, se to senior years in many cases. So we talk about Parkinson's, we talk about a variety of different issues that come up with us. And then the first I is for informed inspiration. And I really enjoyed writing that particular section because you can have inspiration, but you've got to have the background and the information to make that in, that inspiration meaningful, if you know what I mean. Yeah, connection. Yeah, you've got to understand something about the subject in order to get good inspiration from what you know. And you get inspiration from all over the place. I like cross-pollination in, in that I... I have studied and read on all sorts of subjects throughout my life, and they feed into one another through inspiration. And it's really kind of cool. So sure. I like that. Right. So I played with that in that chapter. Uh, then R is for respect, and that's something I find interesting in this day and age. <laughs> right. Because respect can either be there or be totally absent from the whole picture. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes. And we've got 
when when I'm working with seniors, I often work with them in retirement homes. And there you've got the senior themselves. You've got family members. Right. You've got the staff that work with them, and you've got the management that work with them. And you may have lawyers that work with them. You may have other kind of advocates. So you've got a whole world of people you've got to try to work with and respect and deal with while you're while you're there. Right, right. I um, I noticed the uh, your techniques and the process are specially designed with seniors in mind, and you have a unique spirit method. Can you? Um, can you talk a couple of hours on that <laughs> possibility? Well, that's what I'm talking about now. It's, it's not a method of massage itself. It's a philosophy on how you deal with us, how you mm -hmm. work with us, whether you're a massage therapist or a caregiver. Although it's focused more on massage therapists, I tell caregivers not to dismiss it because I'm talking about massage because they've got to work with us. One of the things that I find, at least here in California, I don't know what it's like in your state, <laughs> but in my state, I come and I go like a ghost. And to me, that's wrong. I've got expertise that I could pass on to people and caregivers in particular, because the caregivers, I'm only there maybe half an hour a week, maybe an hour a week. And I find myself repeating and doing Groundhog Day work because nobody is working with the client to keep those that progress in place while I'm not there. Right. So it's important in to me to see that the caregivers get some kind of instruction from their management that they need to kind of talk to me and work with me and work with the client with my expertise advice, you know. Right. Right. And that doesn't happen right now. Um, when I ran my two group homes years and years ago for uh, United Cerebral Palsy, we had contracts with every vendor and we had what's called ISP meetings, individual service plan meetings. And with those, everybody who had anything to do with that client came to the table as well as the client. And we all discussed what the client may need from different perspectives and different expertise levels. And then then with the client's okay, we or the, if the client was unable to give con informed consent, then we would go to the family or whomever else, the guardian, and we would make a plan for this person's service throughout the year. And that would be revised if we found it didn't work, but the, the senior homes that I go to and I've seen here in California don't use that service plan model, and I think they're missing missing the boat um, because they're missing all that expertise that they just right. let come in and out their doors. Do you have the opportunity to do some visual training with them regarding that? I haven't so far. Um, it's only been through the pandemic that I've gotten a voice for this 
Mm-hmm. So I'm using platforms like yours and others to hopefully get the message through that there are things that need to change in the senior living arena. And I tell them I wouldn't go to one of your places for many reasons. And one of them is this. They have nursing plans. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want a nursing plan. (laughs) Right. They may need to have one, and that's fine, but I don't need my overall plan called a nursing plan. That kind of tells you you're on your way out. I don't like that. (laughs) Very interesting now how that is. Is there another, is it just a matter of definition? Uh, Is it a matter of of them not liking what uh, the direction that you take the patient into, uh, that type of thing? No, we just haven't had those discussions. There, there are, I am told, although I have never seen them, I, that there are a few, very few apparently, uh, institutions that do this method. And I would love to find one and actually talk to them and see how well it works for them. But it worked wonderfully for us with our clients in at United Cerebral Palsy. So mm-hmm. I just find it curious that it isn't instituted in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be really good for the dementia clients too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I just don't understand it, but then there's a lot I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I have finally, in all my years of working with retirement homes, I've talked about wanting to see clients eat better food because as we age, we don't digest, we don't metabolize, we don't utilize what comes into our bodies very well anymore because we've lost a lot of our hydrochloric acid from our stomachs and the enzymes in food are almost nil these days because they come from Argentina or some other place where they've been in, in stored in gases to stay fresh. And by the time we get them, there's not an enzyme in sight. So, right. yeah. So I've been scary. wanting them. That's weird. No, it's kind of scary. Well, it's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> Because enzymes in fruit or or vegetables or whatever are only alive for so long. They're living things. And once you take that off the plant itself, the enzymes are only alive for a few hours usually. So by the time we get them, they're weeks old days, you know, weeks, months, mm-hmm. even if they've kept them in gas long enough before they shipped them to us. Right. So we're not getting enzymes almost at all. Um, unless the place happens to have fresh vegetables that they put in there. And I mean, fresh, like they grow them. Mm-hmm. Right. And some places do uh, yeah. grow a few things anyway. But not enough. Uh, anyway. Sure. Yeah, I just, I want to see organic foods and I want to see another thing I talk about and it leads into this is I talk about the nutrient thieves in your medicine cabinet and almost every medication, whether it's over the counter or prescription, 
depletes certain vitamins and minerals from your body. Mm -hmm. I call it robbing Peter to pay Paul, and Peter never gets paid back. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about that. And for now, to see which ones that you're aware of that might be might fit the, the picture. Well, let's start with aspirin, simple aspirin that you take. I mean, some people are on this every day. And we're not right? talking to baby aspirin. Well, most of the aspirin that they give every day is baby aspirin these days because they found out full aspirin given every day killed people. Really? Yeah, what it does is it thins the mucosal lining of the stomach and the intestines. Uh, after a while, because it, it blocks the COX-1 enzyme and the COX-1 enzyme in the body can be a pain-causing enzyme, but it also is what lines the stomach and the intestines with the mucus so that things go through it without damaging the stomach itself or the intestines. Hmm. So you were getting the aspirin basically if it's taken every day, just keeps depleting that and keeps depleting that. That's the kind of uh, paying Peter, I mean, robbing Peter to pay Paul. You want to get rid of the pain, so you get rid of the pain, but it's at what cost? Mm -hmm. well, so the cost is, go ahead. I'm sorry, my understanding with the baby aspirin was uh, along the lines of um, maintenance for your heart. Well, baby aspirin is is a well aspirin is a blood thinner to a degree, and that's okay. one of the things that it does, and that's in a in an odd way a way to help the heart. But it takes out vitamin C, folic acid, iron, and potassium. And vitamin C, by the way, potentiates or helps us absorb iron. And so if vitamin C is gone, you're obviously going to lose iron because it's not there to help absorb iron. Right. So you've got that with just aspirin, mm -hmm. with just aspirin alone. And then you've got all these other things that you take over the counter that do other things. So... It, just the magnesium and aluminum antacids, for instance, they take out calcium, phosphate, folic acid again, and folic acid helps you absorb protein. So your protein mm -hmm. is, is at mm -hmm. risk. Copper, iron, magnesium. Oh, I already got magnesium. No, I didn't. Okay, magnesium, potassium, and zinc. You just can't function with all these things that are continually taken out if you're not replacing them and replenishing them for the body. Right. You know, sometimes when I'm looking at the uh, shelves at the at the either grocery store or the drugstore, um, I can't help but notice how many of the uh, bottles are now taking shelf space uh, for um, for memory. Yep. Uh, what do you think about those products? I've not used any of those products particularly. I I do have some lithium 
in the other room that I take on occasion. I don't take it regularly. And that's a brain supplement. And there's a couple of, oh, I can't, I can never remember the name of it. It starts with a V. But it's another brain supplement. Um, I've got a few, but they aren't those. Now, that doesn't mean that those are bad. It just means I don't take those. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear a lot and of I, I I am a little skeptical of taking things that are in a drugstore simply because they usually don't carry top of the line formulas. Ah, all right. That's interesting. Huh. Well they they have things like one a day vitamins and excuse me, I shouldn't probably say that, but anyway. Sure. <laughs> they well, have I those... taking multiple vitamins, multiples. The one a day. I, well, I was told to stop taking all of those probably 10 years ago. I was uh, not aware of that, but I stopped. Well, good multis aren't bad, but but ones that don't give you enough to really make a difference in your body, why pay money for those? You could eat right. enough to get those. Right. And that's one of the problems. You want to get the right amounts of each vitamin you want to get the right form of vitamin. Uh, that's another thing I find a lot of people don't know. And quite frankly, I don't know all of them myself. But you want to get the right form of the vitamin. Like vitamin B12 comes... I take that. Yeah. Make sure it's methylcobalamin mm-hmm. it is. instead Methyl- of cyanocobalamin. Mm-hmm. because meth, we have a methyl pathway in our bodies. And so you want to get the methyl forms, methylfolate as well, which is another B vitamin. You want to get those in methyl form because the body doesn't have to break them down to use them. Uh-huh. So you're not straining the body. It goes right in because it's a methyl form that goes right into the methyl pathway. Hmm. Now, cyanocobalamin, oddly enough, is cyanide. Oh, okay. It's only a little tiny hair of it, but it's there. And I'm, I've always wondered why. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that's something the body has to break down, and it's a slight poison. <laughs> wow. That's news. People are probably There's checking this- their, their bottles now in the cabinet. Yes, please do check your bottles because that's, you know, and magnesium has a whole ton of forms. So you want to find out which ones are more absorbable and more usable right. to you. And it's it's all about forms. You need to know about the ones mm-hmm. that have a variety of forms. Learn about them before you buy. I I learned, gosh, years ago that not taking a sufficient amount of, uh, of uh, magnesium is a sure thing to get your legs cramping when you're trying to sleep. Oh, yeah. And, but it doesn't uh, I, have to be I, just magnesium. There's many minerals that, that can be a problem for cramping feet, but mm-hmm. magnesium is definitely one of them. Right. And potassium. Yep. And calcium. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, list. 
down the list. <laughs> but I but I take them all anyway. So that's 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 good for me, I guess. And if you ever have leg cramps anyway, because I get foot cramps, which go into leg cramps every once in a while. Right. And there's Highlands. It's a homeopathic. It's Highlands leg cramp, and that usually does miracles for me. But it depends on the reason for your cramps. Sure. I'm a um, I'm a follower of the homeopathic trait, and um, uh, it's it's done well for me over the years for a lot of different things. I didn't know about the. I guess I need to look at the Highlands leg cramp. That's uh, if I want to get any sleep. You know, when it's when it sets in, it won't go away unless you get up and start walking around. Exactly, and even then, it could it could wake you up too much. So I go straight to the medicine cabinet in the bathroom, pop a couple of those under my tongue, and let them melt. And if one set of two doesn't work, mm-hmm. after about five minutes or so, I'll take another set of two, and that definitely works. I never have to go beyond four. Seems seems like on a on Sunday mornings, public radio. There's a half an hour or so given to a couple that does, it's called a home pharmacy, something like that. I don't Um, know it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, And once upon a time, which is probably, geez, 10 years ago, they were talking about uh, if if you're cramping at night, drink pickle juice. I've read, I remember something like that. Yeah. 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 Now I don't remember so, why though. There's a reason. That's the, that's the reason when the pickles are gone, don't throw the juice away. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I got to a point to where I had uh, too many jars of pickles in there and, and fill out a favor with my wife, you know, <laughs> but well, I don't, buy pickles so i don't know but uh, <laughs> yeah because i was i read years ago that one good sized dill pickle has enough salt in it for a year so <laughs> really i didn't know that huh. i kind of backed up off of that off of pickles pretty fast after that yes. and i haven't yeah. rejoined <laughs> yeah now tell me a little bit about how you how you focus or or, or work with someone's soul. Tell me about that. With someone's soul? Uh-huh. S-O-U-L, soul. Okay, the, I want to make aging, sure that's... Treating the aging body, mind, and soul. I think when you work with the body, if you're... I, how do I want to say this? If you're really paying attention and being harmonious with that person's body, you are reaching their soul in a sense. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think there's a big separation between the two on some level. There's like an energy that is exchanged between the people when you're doing massage, I mean, there are some people, 
who are so sensitive when they're doing massage that they have to shake off the other person at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not me, but I know that I know of people who who feel that energy that intensely. Let me ask you this: When you do uh, massage work, do you include uh, reflexology? I I was trained in it, but I I don't use it as such. I use more acupressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've learned that with with seniors, I don't do the long flowing strokes too often that I used to do with younger clients. Yes. I do more local in in one place or, you know, like if we're working on the thigh, I'll work on the thigh and I'll do local strokes rather than long body, whole body strokes. There's a number of reasons for that, but one of them is most of my clients no longer can get on tables or do get on tables. So I work with them on their beds or in their chairs or in their wheelchairs if they're in that. Right. So it makes it more local. And I I think for seniors, a more local massage does better for a number of reasons. It's how do I want to say it? you get more work done in an area that needs the work and yes. the, the muscles are really tight in a lot of seniors. And that's for many reasons as well. Lack of exercise, lack of stretching quite often, but also because as we age, we grow more and more scar tissue into our muscles and into our veins and into our entire body. And that will kill us if nothing else does first. <laughs> It's true, unfortunately. It shuts shuts the um, liver down. It shuts every all the organs down because it just grows too much scar tissue to function. But Let, yeah, it's go ahead. I was going to ask you to uh, uh, describe for my listeners where they can find your book, the stress on the title, and and. Um, uh, email or websites, those kinds of things, if you would do that. Sure. The website is loveyourlongevity.com. The book is on there, and you can read more about the book there. You can also go to Amazon, and it's the Spirit Method of Massage for Seniors, Raising the Bar. And it's a primer for massage therapists and, and uh, caregivers. Well, Linda, I want to thank you again for being with us today on the Searching for Integrity. Um, I know my I enjoyed it, and I'm sure my uh, listeners did too. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And I want to thank my listeners, of course, for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. And my usual adios is so long, and happy trails to all. <laughs>